Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 112. Ding dong, the witch is dead. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Ross McQueen. That's exactly what I was going to say. And we didn't discuss it before the no. show. And I was actually going to sing it. But oh, really? I'm not going to now. Okay. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Senator Helen Coonan is no longer... Minister for Communications. That's fantastic. Brian in the sky. Good to see a couple of uh, comments on the blogs blog where people heard her on election night saying pie, say in, the pie sky. in the sky and uh, and found that quite amusing. That blog is at boxcutters.net. You can uh, see all the comments. She did she lose her seat or was she was she up for election? No, no, she I don't think she was up for uh, for re-election. So she's but she she's uh, upper house is she? She's she's upper house. She's senator. Oh. Senator. Uh, but oh, she's yes, not. Makes sense. But she's not minister. Yes. Yeah. Oh, now December uh, 2013 has been announced by Stephen Conroy as uh, the switch-off date for the analog signal. Signal. Right. What happened to 2008? Well, obviously, the previous government had pie in the sky ideas about uh, <laughs> what was going on with digital. Surely. It would cost less in the long run to turn it off next week after giving everybody a set-top box. Uh, it would considerably it would. less. You can, you can buy set top boxes for like thirty bucks at the supermarket. Yep, but HD ones that then uh, down you give, you give, to SD. You give TVs. everybody a you give everybody the, the minimum rebate. They need. You give everybody yeah a rebate for the one that costs the minimum amount of money. Then if they want to buy one that's slightly more expensive, they buy that themselves. Mm-hmm. So- save yourself a lot of but time. But what effort. about all the videos that people have got and uh, all, all the analog well, recording people devices? People are still using what, videos. What, what do you mean? That's their own fault. They can. St- I don't. But you can still buy like DVD recorders w- without a digital tuner today. Now. Yeah, but you can also still. Can't you just get an RF signal out of a standard definition tuner and put it into a. A VCR? Oh, we're going to get ourselves yeah, yeah, in but, trouble again if we talk technically again. But you can't have any... Uh, you can't use the programming functionality on your video player. Oh, no. Well, just get with the times. And you can't <laughs> watch something else on digital while it's recording something else. Get with the times. That's what I say. I that, say that's why you can't do it today. There, there are many reasons why you can't do it today. And it may be cheaper... But people do need to have an opportunity to actually catch up with the uh, new technology. Okay, Mr. Realistic, let's talk about what's on the show today. They'd, they'd, they'd catch up quick enough. You turn the analog system signal off, they're going to catch up. Well, well maybe, maybe they'll just stop watching TV. <laughs> the channels wouldn't want that because uh, the advertisers would be gutted and uh, everything would be on the internet and TV would die. Do you want to hear what's on the show Hasn't today? that already happened? Hasn't that already happened? Isn't and, everything on the internet and already? And then we wouldn't have a show, done? would we? No. Well, <laughs> I don't know about you. I don't watch that much free-to-air TV and we still seem to have a fine show. But we're going to kick things off <laughs> with the Box Cutters news. What's on the show? No, start the news. First up in the news, later on in the show, we'll be talking about the election coverage. Oh, breaking news. Breaking news. Just at hand. <laughs> uh, in the uh, fall season, we'll be talking about Samantha Who and Women's Murder Club. Uh, it's our last fall season. Our last fall season. I'm not sad to see it go. We've got some crap TV. <laughs> we're going to finish it off with pork. 
But now... It's time Ross, for the Box Cutters News. Uh, very sad news to hear that uh, TV correspondent and uh, reporter for the Australian newspaper, Matt Price, actually died over the weekend. He was 45 years old. Very sad story. He, uh, he was diagnosed in September with brain tumours. October 14, I think the announcement was made. Yeah, the announcement was made, but he was diagnosed I, in I September. Think he, I yeah. think he found out before the announcement yep. was made. I'm hoping he did. Uh, <laughs> that, that would have been a shock. Uh, and, yeah, he's uh, survived by a wife and three kids aged 11, 14, and 16. And horrible, he horrible was He was story. a regular on Insiders, he was which we're all fans yep. of. And, uh, yep, and um, Barry Cassidy sent out a special kind of cheerio message from him uh, on Sunday's show after the election, uh, probably around the time he died. Very, very sad. Yeah, very very sad. All mm. so, so sudden, mm. so sudden, and such tragedy for some for, for somebody so intelligent and compassionate. To yeah, yeah, exactly, so long. exactly. Yeah. And he seems. Um, I mean, obviously, you know. Uh, yeah, he seemed he seemed like he was a great bloke, and judging from the tributes, he seemed uh, to be a rarity in the uh, in the press gallery in uh, in the amount of compassion and humour that he had. So, yeah, very very sad. It's, it is it is a shame to see him go. Uh, Brett, you have uh, some important Channel 9 news. <laughs> There's a surprise, Brett, with the Channel 9 news yet again. <laughs> Out of uh, Channel 9. Channel Who, 9 who's will... been boned now, Brett? Nobody's <laughs> been boned. It's it's a rebirth, as it were. Channel 9 will relaunch in the coming few days with a new look, with their balls back, and the slogan, We Heart TV. Oh, get <laughs> You're kidding me! They'll have a. You're kidding they'll me! They'll have promotions uh, including people drawing hearts in the air, a la the old <laughs> ABC little squiggle thing, and uh, they should uh, be used from Saturday with the new summer theme. Really? Yeah. I, I, I heard they were going with We Suck TV, but they, <laughs> <laughs> they changed it at the last. We minute. We love a tent pole. <laughs> we Heart TV. Mm-hmm. What room of monkeys came up with that one? Well, I think I think they have finally come to the conclusion that they can't say still the one. No, well, they can't anymore. Which, which For I the think first it, time in like 30 years. I think it's ridiculous. Why can't they still say it? They can still not. say it. No, but they, the thing is... They, what they don't what have the to, one they referred to was being number one sure. in the ratings. And yeah, sure. But they could but say... But it never said still number one. They could... I mean, they always just said still the one, and it could be still the one to watch. If the you one, want your good shows, if you want your good news... The one that everybody was watching, the one that no one is watching anymore. Yeah, it's still the, the one. one. Surely it'd be a joke. It's... You know what? If They, they get, can't be taken seriously if they're saying we're still the one. Obviously, they're they're out of touch with... Uh, the news. I, I kind of think that's the least of their problems. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Like seriously, I, I think that really that, that'd what, be what, better to keep that. What problems, Ross? Do you think uh, Channel Nine have hair on fire? And we Clearly. should be we should be talking to Jimbo <laughs> next week. I, I think I think they have a few problems, as I think election night showed. Yeah, mm. yeah. We'll I mean, get to uh, that later a lot of show, talking though. about uh, revenge, uh, wedges and reverse wedges in the election campaign. I think uh, I think Channel Nine got wedged pretty well in the election campaign itself. What about uh, sorry, the Shredder? Election Shredder night. wasn't. Uh, we'll, talk we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. All of the, that. Uh, the 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 thing is, uh, I think we heart television. Is it we heart television? We heart. TV? We heart TV. We heart. Mm-hmm. Not we hate. We heart. <laughs> we heart TV. <laughs> like, is, like the um, I heart Huckabees. Is it's a, it's it's another. <laughs> it, it is another uh, example of hair on fire. I thought they were done with this. I thought Gingel was back. He got the he got the sawdust out, put 
put all the fire out. Oh, hang on, no, sawdust catches fire really easily. No, that's how, that's how you soak up vomit. <laughs> maybe that was maybe that was the problem. It got mixed up. He put the sawdust out. So, sawdust the whole out. place just went up. Something was in one bucket. Something was in another bucket. He didn't know what, what was going on. And same with the balls. The new logo is fine. I didn't like it at first. No, it's pretty boring. They shouldn't. I'm have happy with it now. Lost the I don't, balls. I don't. I think it works quite well. I think, I think it works particularly well with their Nine's Wide World of Sports and Channel Nine News when it's attached to that. I think it works yes, particularly well. But they can't well. animate it particularly well. They, they can turn a box around, but you can't have balls flying around the screen and all coming together uh, next to the Nine logo. Once again, least of their problems. <laughs> yeah, re- really. Is, I, I have to say, getting- I think they really killed a, a really strong brand when they lost their balls. Oh, I, I, I don't disagree with that, but I just think. It, it's a lot of money to spend rebranding for for not a lot of gain. Less than what two years since they changed it. Yeah, I just the other thing is changing the slogan from "Still the One," and this might just be their summer TV slogan. Don't forget they they might go back to "Still the One" because networks do like to have you know a different feel over summer because they're not showing That's any true. good shows. That's true. <laughs> uh, the uh, but the but changing from the "Still the One" slogan is really just holding up the white flag and, and saying, yeah. we've lost. It's an admission of defeat. And, uh, and, but also, because they've been defeated. No, but it, it, it also... But they haven't admitted it. But it also it <laughs> kind, of, kind of says, we're not going to fight anymore. It's like, where's your fighting spirit, Channel 9? Keep, mm. keep denying it mm. and, uh, and, and try to struggle through. Second in the ratings, second in the slogans. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think 10's better in the slogan with dot. Seriously, push the button. Oh, seriously, it is. Seriously, it is. That that's better than We Heart TV. Oh, I don't know. Seriously, it's pretty annoying. And and seriously, and We Heart TV is the sort of slogan I would expect Channel Ten to come up with. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It 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 does seem more youthful and edgy. Yeah, and and, I would say edgy, youthful. (laughs) Yes, I would say edgy. Edgy in a way that it would be described by TV executives trying to appeal to young people. That's true. And I wonder if they'll uh, kind of have it up in SMS type text with the uh, greater than and three next to it to uh, to further move into the uh, kind of internet online kids kind of demo. It's what Brett's talking about: emoticons. You know, if you put a colon and, oh, and, right. a, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. a bracket, smiley, a smiley face. face. If you yeah. put if you put a greater than symbol and a three, it's a heart. Sorry, less than three. Uh, I, less I, than and three. Oh, it's a I, heart. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn your head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've just got visions of it kind of being all the hearts being kind of a, a vapory, cloudy kind of trail, and after it joins the heart, it kind of goes poof and floating off into the sky. That is exactly awful. That is exactly what I thought. And yeah, it's not really yeah. a million miles away from Channel 7's I Think I Love You campaign of summer three years oh, ago. Oh, with, with the, the dancing the television. Uh, <laughs> I think it's better than that. I, I hated that campaign so much. That and that, that, that TV was, that would was jump this, into frame and jump out of frame. <laughs> Terrible. That was the start of we're dorks and we know it. Campaign at Channel Seven. But it's that was about the start of Channel Seven winning the ratings. I know, and that was a big cornerstone in them winning the ratings. We're dorks. We admit it. Here's a guy in a box suit. Dress- yeah. yeah, I really liked Channel Seven's uh, different coloured uh, men doing acrobatics. I, re- I really liked that one. <laughs> I, I like the old hand signal, and you can see that oh, on the, the old, video the podcast. Old five and two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seven, seven. <laughs> there is no video podcast. Uh, the WGA, in, in more WGA news, uh, about midnight our time Monday night. This is the Writers Guild. The Writers Guild of America. Uh, about midnight Monday night our time. So probably an hour after this hits the net. 
uh, the WGA are going to be sitting down with the uh, Alliance of Television and Motion Picture Producers, or not necessarily in that order. Uh, so that's 5 a.m. West Coast US time. And that's where they're meeting? Uh, and that is where they're meeting. Uh, they're going to be sitting down to nut out the, the first round of negotiations. They have, I think, five rounds of negotiations on the day, starting at 5 a.m., two, two hours each round. Mm-hmm. So uh, they'll either be very tired or come up with a resolution by the end of it. So, uh, And if they for- don't, we could be looking at six months of nothing coming out of yeah. the States. So let's all hope that they come to, which, which to was, some kind of Which resolution. will stagger slowly. Like, uh, it's example, already staggering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it will continue to stagger. Things like Simpsons, they've got twelve because months. they have such a, a long production lead yeah, time. Th- that will keep going. Um, mm. A lot of reality shows, obviously, will keep going. It'll 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 slow to a to a crawl, but, but it, it won't all all just finish at once. But we need the quality television. I mean, already oh, yeah, definitely, definitely already no, this week. This week in the states, Moonlight. Won its demogra- won its time slot. <laughs> Actually, it won its night. It won the whole night. Really? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so we really have to watch out for stuff like that happening in the US. It's uh, it's a bad omen, people. The only the only uh, people that works for is the creators of Moonlight and whichever Australian network has bought Moonlight. Yeah. Because it's able to say, oh, the the smash hit number one US show when otherwise it really wouldn't have been. Yeah. I think that's a it's a huge problem for everybody. Yes. Everybody yes. who ever lived. Speaking of very high quality TV, uh starting January 3rd in the US is going to be the new series of Celebrity Apprentice. Uh the one that the one that Donald Trump came back for. The one that, yes, he did. And uh Now here's here's okay, here's my uh my my bar for uh for celebrity status. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. If you're going to be on Celebrity Apprentice, you have to be more famous than Donald Trump. Oh, really? That's my bar. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure the Don would say that's impossible because nobody is more famous yeah. than him. Well, it was uh, Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, Britney Spears' names were all bandied around, as was uh, Charisma Carpenter. Oh, yeah. From, from, from uh, Buffy and Angel. As well Cordelia. as... Carmen Electra, Tony Hawk, Joan Rivers, and George Foreman. All okay, all, these... all still, I would say, all of them more famous than Donald Trump. Yes. Now, you've already seen this list, haven't you? I've I've seen a, a large part of that list. I have one person on that list who I think is more famous than Donald Trump. All right. Well, Brett, tell me uh, tell me if you know what these people do, as mm-hmm. I read out the names. Uh, Stephen Baldwin? Uh, one of the Baldwin brothers. Yep, usual suspects. So, he's, he's fairly well known. Nadia Komenich. Uh, she was at the Moscow Olympics as an ice skater, wasn't she? A Russian gymnast, but I'll, I'll give you that one. I, I didn't see her. I didn't see her on the list. I would say more famous than uh, than Donald yeah. Trump. Stephen he... Baldwin, not more famous than Donald <laughs> Trump. <laughs> but at least you've heard of him. Yeah, People have yeah. heard of him. Uh, Lennox Lewis, boxer. Very good. You're doing well. Omarosa <laughs> from from the first. Uh, Apprentice. Very, very good. Season two, season two, wasn't she? She was painful. She was, yeah, season one or season two. I she think season two, I think you're right, yep. Uh, and and, and, and what has she been doing let's, since let's, she lost She's been on. She's been on other reality shows. Yeah. Let's, let's stop that right there. Right. Because uh, Stephen Baldwin, easily more famous than Omarosa. Uh, <laughs> Ross, your son Fry, 
yeah. more famous than Amorosa. <laughs> but well, she's well, not a celebrity. No one celebrates really? her. She's she's going. Yeah, yeah. She's doing Celebrity by, Apprentice. No, no. But she's going by a single name. You have to. That's have true. To be, and and she had a Muppets character. I mean, a Sesame Street character named after her. Admittedly, only for one skit about uh, Donald Grump. <laughs> who is a who is a grouch? Yeah, and uh, one of his apprentice grouches was called Omar Grosser. So I mean, uh, you know, she's broken through. Yeah, all, all right, all right. I'll still Gene Gene Simmons kiss. Very good. You're doing very well. Kiss. Longest tongue in the Western Hemisphere or something. More famous, more famous than Donald Trump. Vincent Pasta, Pasta. No idea. Vincent Pastore. Vincent Pastore. No, not helping. Sopranos. Sopranos. Very good. Who who in Sopranos? Is, was he big pussy? Uh, yeah. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah, if you'd you say pussy to me, I'll know Now, now it gets about. a little harder. Tracy Adkins? Uh, she came up with that diet, didn't she? <laughs> the, the carbs? <laughs> uh, country music star. Uh, Carol Alt. No idea. <laughs> Former swimsuit model. Tiffany Fallon. <laughs> Reformed criminal? T- <laughs> Tiffany, possibly. possibly. T- uh, Tiffany Playboy. fell on bad times? <laughs> <laughs> Playboy's Playmate of the Year. So they could both be correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2005. Uh, Jenny Finch? No. Uh, softballer and uh, Fox broadcaster. Nellie Galan? No. A former president of Telemundo? <laughs> what? <laughs> Which is the Mexican TV network, yeah? Yep. Marulu does, does she get around in a bee costume? I don't know. <laughs> hey, Marilu Henna. Marilu? Marilu Henna? Marilu Henna, I Gilligan's know the Island. name. Close. She is from TV. I know the name. Is she like Hannah Montana or someone like that? I don't know. Actress from Taxi. Sorry? Actress from Taxi. She was in Taxi. Apparently so. Right, like the original Taxi. I, yeah. Right? Because there was another Taxi that one of the fall actresses was Piers Morgan? Not long ago. Uh, uh, the editor of uh, the Sydney <laughs> Telegraph. <laughs> no, uh, and America's got tels- talent judge and <laughs> Tito Ortiz, uh, yes. the uh, pri- president of uh, Colombia. No, <laughs> boyfriend <laughs> of porn star Jenna James. Jenna Jameson. Get out, boyfriend <laughs> I number kid one. You not. I don't know. No, um, the great thing that's, about this—that's worse than Stephen Ball. <laughs> The great thing about this is it's going to be like regular apprentice to me because I'm not going to know any of the people. So it's just going to be like regular apprentice, just with celebrity on the start of it. Except Gene Simmons does not work well in a team. <laughs> that That is going to be fun to watch because I'm, I'm guessing uh, Stephen Baldwin doesn't work well in a team. Either. And isn't Gene Simmons doing his own show? He, uh, he has got family jewels, but I, I don't think that's that's going to impinge on his schedule too much. Yeah, and he had that uh, that UK rock school Shown mm, yeah, as, yeah. as well, which uh, uh, that was no good. Mm. That was no good. I, you know, I met Gene Simmons once uh, at the airport, and and he was great. If if you're a Kiss fan, and which you, you see, are, you're, you're and, a big, and, um, Kiss, big fan. Kiss fan, mm-hmm. and you see Gene Simmons, by all means, go up to him, ask him for an autograph, ask ask him to have a picture taken. He'll he'll be more than happy to oblige. Ask him home. Try to try to encounter him in any conversation beyond that, and you'll be sorely disappointed. So, uh, so really, just just keep it at a at a fan rock star level. Enjoy it at that, uh, and and don't ruin any uh, enjoyment of Kiss concerts and for yourself, be, like I did for me. He'd actually be older than Donald Trump, wouldn't he? He's very old. He's uh, fifty five. 
be about 55, 56. Is his tongue still just as long? Yeah, it, it is. But he doesn't stick it out so much anymore. Oh, really? He's still well, not in public. I, I, I'm going to be very disappointed if he doesn't do the whole of The Apprentice in the full makeup gear and just walk around sticking his tongue out and spitting fire well, when in those they, when five-inch starting, platforms. Yep. <laughs> when are they starting to record this Apprentice? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. It goes, like I said, it goes to January 3. Right. So. Because uh, Gene Simmons has to be in Australia for the KISS concert at the Grand Prix, the Australian Grand Prix, on March 13th. Oh, I'm sure. I think with most of these, it's pretty much all shot so before I don't, they start. I don't want him to go through to any like final rounds or anything. <laughs> no, I uh, I think it'll all be shot well before it. Okay. Yeah, okay. well before it uh, goes to air. Brett, tell us, uh, give us some more Channel 9 news. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because it's Channel 9, it's just because it's news. The Nine Network is axing its long-running uh, drama McLeod's Daughters, uh, which will wrap up in 2008. They finally ran out of daughters after all this time. Actually, yes, uh, the writers on McLeod's Daughters have found it progressively difficult to create strong storylines after the departure of a string of key cast members. Meaning, this goes to to my... uh, This really goes to my uh, criticism of a, a lot of TV in Australia, is that we look for ongoing series uh, and then have no end point for them. Well, well, it started as a mini-series originally. Yes. As a movie. As, as a movie. I mean, you know, trying to trying to keep stringing it out from that is, is very difficult. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, you, you really need to be able to have a story and know where your story is going. Yep. Yep. Uh, and have an end point for the story in order to, to make it good. It's it's what they did so well on Lost. It's what they didn't do so well on Friends with. I mean, mm. Friends had a great story and then they just kept dragging it out and dragging it out. Mm. Uh, and that was a problem. Uh, Blue Healers... But when you're getting good milk from the cow, you don't shoot it. And and speaking why from... Not, why not? But but it's not a cow. I mean, this is... This is the, no, but the, the this metaphor is, the is that That's it's making they, the network's money and they'll push it and push it and push and it. And it, it is good to have Australian production going. It is, it is great to have Australian production well, going. which has and had the government is, funding The thing is, that it's not... to local filmmaking. But it's not a cow because with a cow, you can't kind of recreate another cow just from pulling apart... An existing cow. The thing is, the talent. Well, so that, you think we should have an industry creates... of writers that are just reusing, rehashing ideas from no. series past? The, the, well, it's no, not a cow. I, if I can finish, it is a turkey. <laughs> hey, nice one. Uh, it, you've got you've got the talent. You've got the actors. You've got the writers. You've got the producers. They all know what to do. They know how to do their jobs. They know how to tell stories and how to tell them well. They've proven that time and time again. The thing is that. Uh, they can end a show and start another show that could be as successful, could be more they successful. They could do, but you've got to start from scratch then. And and given, like, we're, we're going through a bit of a regrowth in the industry finally, but, I mean, McLeod's Daughters has survived probably one of the toughest periods for Australian oh, yeah, yeah. drama it over went the through. last few years. And McLeod's Daughters and, and All Saints together were exactly, the only... Exactly, and I, and I don't think any networks or production companies would be confident, well, if we pull this apart, we won't necessarily... People might not watch it. We won't necessarily get another story. No, I, I, and, I understand... And, and especially one that we can sell overseas so well. From a from a realism point of view, I, under, <laughs> I understand exactly yep. why they do it, but the the best way to get consistent, good television and and not let it just kind of peter out and die yep. is to... Is to is to have something fresh going yep. constantly. Yep. 
But for, for one McLeod's Daughters, how how many other productions go into development? Like, it, not even going into production, but, but uh, have, have scripts developed for them that just go nowhere or actually make it onto the screen and, and then nobody watches it. Uh, like a lot. Little but, Oberon. A lot, but how many... Which was a great show, but nobody watched it. Well, Channel 9 shied away from it. They, they got scared. It's not that nobody watched it. It's that... They had a. They had a the Alice. Series, the, a Alice the Alice was the what Alice. caused it. The Alice was a mini series that rated really well, and then they turned it into a series that nobody watched. Uh, to the point where they put it on before the Academy Awards, I think at one point, yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to get people to try and really get people to watch it. Nobody was interested, um, and so I think they then didn't follow up on the Library. They, they were scared from Little Oberon because the Alice had some magical elements to it. Little Oberon had magical elements to it, and uh, and they thought, well, no, they're too similar. We won't we won't go with it. The, uh, the and plus, very few people saw Oberon or Oberon too. So by the time you're getting to Little Oberon, yeah, people so were lost on the story. People, where, how do I catch up? <laughs> uh, the the thing is though, if you know that a show is coming to an end, you go through those countless scripts that are being that are being pushed and you work a lot harder to make something good. I, I think that's that's also the, the way these these mm. things would work. Whereas if mm. you've got something that is consistent, not brilliant, but but not a, a money pit, <coughs> and All it's Saints. consistent, you, you get... <coughs> All Saints. <laughs> yeah, exactly like All Saints. And surely... It's, it's consistent. But it's surely it's not I, bad. I, I it's agree. not brilliant. I agree. Uh, and it's not a money pit. It, it makes money for, for Channel 7. And... Uh, if you've got that, you do rest on your laurels for a little bit and go, ah, we're on easy street. But then, you know, someone comes into All Saints and starts shooting up all of the cast, like the end of every season since I started watching it. <laughs> but that's what, it, it is easier to do that with All Saints because you've got an endless number of diseases that people can have and then you can start repeating diseases and it really doesn't matter. But and with McLeod's daughters, it makes a difference to the story. And it makes a lot more sense that staff leave and staff exactly, come and, exactly. and you can develop, yep. develop characters that way. But I, I, I just don't think in Australia, in such a small industry, there's a distinction between uh, the the drama, the weekly drama of uh, McLeod's Daughters or All Saints and your daily soaps. I don't think that they're actually treated any differently apart from the, the method of production. Um, so, and, Sorry, and I, they're not looking to finish up a Neighbours or a Home and Away. No, and, uh, and the thing is, Neighbours and Home and Away were designed to be ongoing series for for as long as possible. Uh, well, why, why would the industry see McLeod's Daughters as seem different? Because McLeod's Daughters... It's a lot more expensive it, for it was, a start. And it was started with a story. Mm. It was started with a very definite story and designed around the story and those characters. Uh, the about, same, a, about a guy called McLeod and his wacky daughters. <laughs> the same with All Saints. And if you, if you watch All Saints now and you watch uh, an All Saints repeat from six years ago... They are unrecognisable. There, there is one character that that is the same, but uh, about three years ago, two or three years ago, they reinvented the the show completely. Well, it just wasn't the same after Molly died. Yeah, uh, they, they reinvented <laughs> they the show into completely more of an and, ER, didn't they? and turned it more in, into mm. more of an ER because they understood. Okay, well, our main character, the character that we were following most, is going. We need to design something that can be an ongoing series that isn't going to require. Uh, a definite storyline and and a definite ending. I think they've done a great job with that, mm. uh, and it's something that McLeod's daughters could never do because because it was so so caught in its own structure. Yeah, you couldn't follow Bridie Carter's character to the city and 
have follow her life as a new city chick or something. No. Well, so you could have a spin-off series for that. They did. It was always greener. <laughs> uh, there's a new program coming up on Foxtel. It's a daring new homegrown show uh, called The Mansion, a weekly half-hour comedy series that uh, will offer a look at the week's current affairs, entertainment and sport, as well as some uh, topical sketches. Wasn't this Malloy? Yes, except that uh, this is hosted by... Michael Chamberlain and Charlie Pickering. And Charlie Pickering, who uh, who are both great comics around town, mm-hmm. uh, work work really hard on, on jokes. Michael's been a, a writer on Rove for, for a long time. Uh, Charlie Pickering was on stand-up, did some great little spots, uh, little uh, little pre-recorded spots on, uh, on stand-up. Uh, they're both comedians who are still working and still working as comedians rather than uh, fat, lazy, uh, wannabe <laughs> filmmakers. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure who you're talking about there. Um, but no idea. Pe- pe- no pe- idea. Uh, just, uh, I'm just saying yeah. one of the many things they're not working as yeah. is, is that. Yep. Uh, and uh, and I, I, I don't know. I really look forward to it. Plus, it's, it's going to be uh, a low-cost show uh, – on Foxtel, on the Comedy Channel. 13-part series and on the Comedy Channel's shot at Foxtel's Southbank Studios in Melbourne. And I've got to say, with this, it's all in the way it's done. I mean, I remember when uh, Newstopia was announced, and that was in the middle of the nation, and carry at the news desk's segments, and I was just saying, this news format, it's just so tired and uninteresting and unfunny. And then Mikhailov comes along, and it, and it is just brilliant week after week. Oh, so you so, think it's okay now? What? When when did I You're ever? S- he makes stuff up. When did I ever Brent not say it was okay? <laughs> Do you not listen to what I say on the show? <laughs> listen to every word. Um, I but, mean, McCaleb yeah, is just brilliant. So I, I think with that, it's all in the way it's done. And, if only uh, he had an audience. And and the other thing is, <laughs> <laughs> but you mean live in the studio? Yeah. What do you mean on? Oh, do you mean that nobody no, watches this studio? <laughs> and the other thing is, Charlie and Michael have have great resources as, as far as getting uh, some of the best comedy writers. Around at the moment on board, so uh, I think it's. Uh, I, I feel pretty positive a, a, about this show. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, call me when it's on <laughs> and ask me then. But um, I've been meaning to ask too because you've got Foxtel. Have you been watching any of uh, Showcase? No, uh, the new Australian series uh, about the, about the filmmaker, the new comedy film. Oh, uh, Chandon Films. Chandon Films. No. Okay, it's a new series um, stars uh, the writer-director won Tropfest a few years ago yeah, right. and it's got, uh, uh, what's his name from... Um, and that Thank God You're Here, playing a priest. Yeah, uh, it was Samson. in the first... Right. Uh, no, but I'm writing it down and I will go through my uh, Foxtel guide tonight mm-hmm. and make sure I uh, record some and watch it for next week. Mm. Uh, the other thing that uh, Comedy Channel announced is that... Uh, I can't believe it's not better. Is a new show that's uh, that's been given some funding. Uh, Sean Condon. And I thought that was a complaint of uh, no. Foxtel subscribers. <laughs> no, Brent, no. They, they actually had a competition yes. to uh, at to the Screen Producers Guild to uh, to come up with the best pitch at and the spa. Yeah, and they actually, I think the seven finalists actually got to film some of their idea, and and that got shown at spa, and uh, and on the spot they ended up as well as I can't believe it's not better, they also gave funding to the, the runner-up, which wasn't the plan. Which which I think is a, a great thing for them to do. Yeah. And uh, Sean Condon, who uh, is one of the co-creators of I Can't Believe It's Not Better, uh, will hopefully be able to, to come into the show in the, oh, really? uh, in the coming months. I know that he's, 
he's going away for a little bit, but uh, when he comes back, try to get him on the show. Cause Fantastic. That, that would be great. And uh, how much are subscription rates going up for Foxtel? Oh, ridiculous. After you mentioned it, like two days after you mentioned it, I got my letter in the... And it's just... Why? Why should they go up if I'm getting the same service that, that I was getting? Like, the, it makes no sense that... I think because more people are getting on it now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. It's... Uh, I, I don't like that fact, but uh, it, it is a service that I use quite a lot, and uh, and I think my life would be shallower without it. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, in legal news, uh, SBS has confirmed that it's reached a settlement with former newsreader Mary Costakidis. Uh, so she'll be coming back on here? No. And no financial details of the deal have been released uh, in the statement from SBS, but uh, that's not... Continuing on to the federal court with QC Julian Burnside representing Mary. And rumours are going around that Stan Grant is looking for another job. He's been looking at Al Jazeera International and CNN Asia. Well, in fact, rumours are that he's all lined up for it. For which one? For one of those two, CNN. Back right. to CNN where he, right. where he so, was so or what is, Al Jazeera. What is the difference between... between Rumours are that Stan Grant's <laughs> looking for a job at Al Jazeera and, or, or CNN Asia. The rumours are that he's got something, not looking for something. <laughs> it's it's more confirmed in a rumour-type way. I, uh, I I hear in excess is looking for a lead singer <laughs> yeah, as well. Yes. <laughs> really? That didn't work out with JD. With Fortune. Uh, Ross, you I, have I, one... I apologise. He, he's a serious, respected news news. Uh, anchor, I shouldn't. He, I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be joking about the, him still playing the guitar on, <laughs> on real life. The thing is, the thing is, he is a respected news anchor in Asia, and mm. uh, and he can easily get himself a job at Al Jazeera International, which is expanding as we speak, and uh, and go back to CNN Asia and be a respected anchor there. The problem is, he's burnt himself here, <laughs> and I, I really think that's that's always been a problem. He won't. He is going to be well, not only with his own current affairs show, but then he was the the prototype for for Michael Moore yes, on the and front line. And it's a you know it, it's it's unfortunate, but I don't think his reputation is going to easily recover from that. That's mm. what we saw uh, in HD TV news. Channel Seven have announced that their twenty four hour high definition channel will start from the first of December. So that's I can't, not too long away. I can't wait to see 48 hours and another 48 hours in high def. <laughs> and uh, Channel 10 have announced that theirs is coming in uh, on the 12th of December, I think it I is. Uh, 16th. 16th of December. Yeah. Uh, whereas uh, Channel 9 have uh, decided to wait until the analogue signal gets <laughs> turned off in 2013. <laughs> They're too busy harding TV to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's rumoured that a nine executive was had to say, we can't even get one channel going, How, the- <laughs> How are we going to do two? No. Or Richie Benno all the time, <laughs> uh, and also um, I didn't I didn't mention this beforehand, but uh, congratulations to City Homicide, which actually won last week's ratings uh, across Australia and in Melbourne. It had one point uh, seven six million viewers across um, uh, nationally, like won the entire week. It won the week. Wow, fantastic! Uh, yeah, it has just gone from well, yeah, from strength to strength. It, uh, it it pretty much premiered at those sort of levels, and it stayed there. And I think it. You know, it deserves a huge congratulations. Um, Whereas Sea Patrol obviously started huge but was kind of tailing off a bit. 
Uh, I, I think I think it's, it started huge because everyone was really intrigued by it, and it had a lot of a lot of publicity behind it. And then they saw it. And then they saw it, and uh, and they went, "This is a what now?" Yeah. Uh, the yep. thing, thing about City, City Homicides that's exactly the sort of show that uh, that we were talking about before, where it doesn't need uh, it doesn't need an ongoing storyline. Yep. To yep. to keep it moving forwards. Yep. It's it's about the crime that week, and they can have cast members rotate, and uh, and it's not going to be a huge problem. Yep. So essentially, any drama that's not about a family dynasty is fine to go on forever. But if it's set on a country property with a finite number of daughters, then you've got to have an endpoint. Yep. Well, Brett, the, yep. the, that's exactly that's right. That's that, exactly that is, right. That is it. Uh, we can talk about it more <laughs> okay. in pork. Or I'm, we can, I'm glad uh, we. Uh, the the thing is, and this, is, this has been the way in television all the time. Things like things like hospitals and uh, and police procedurals are always going to be easy television to make because of of that no need for for ongoing storyline, no need to keep the same actors together, and because a problem comes to them. Every yep. week, which is why you're always going to see another cop show come up. You're always going to see another murder drama come up. Ooh, yep. full season. Uh, <laughs> you, you're going to. Uh, you're always going to see a hospital drama. There'll always be something like that. Uh, it is much harder to make a show like Heroes or or yep. Lost. Uh, and uh, and yeah, we just we just haven't really taken hold of that here that yep. the idea of a finite storyline yep. and uh i mean the abc has so, sorry but uh the abc has and uh and sbs have but the commercial networks have not and uh my wife deidre who i use as a bit of a barometer for this kind of crap television she says it's really good yeah she's uh she's watched it everywhere she really likes well, it so I, watched, I think i think there's a it's got a lot of good stuff going for it i watched three episodes of it and and didn't switch it off halfway through so yeah yeah, yeah, that's always good. And that is the Box Cutters News. Tom Elliott here from a variety of different media organisations. 3RRR, 3AW, Channel 7. Mornings with Kerry ann Inside Business on a Sunday with Alan Kohler. I like to spread myself around and so should you. Listen to the Box Cutters on the internet or any other media you can find them. I think it's educational. I think it's fascinating. I think you might even learn something you didn't know before. Listen to the Box Cutters. I always do. Thanks, Tom. He's our correspondent who knows stuff about things. No, it was his birthday uh, just last week. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday Tom. Happy birthday, Tom. Happy birthday. Mm. The election uh, was covered on three, wait, four, wait, three, wait, four channels on... Uh, are, are you counting pay as well? Uh, five, wait, <laughs> four, wait, five, wait, four. And SBS? Yeah, that's the four, five, four. That's the... Isn't that Channel 10? Uh, no, because Channel 10 just had the, the late coverage. Yep. Mm. But SBS weren't going to have coverage, and then right. did. Oh, okay. Kind of, it seemed like a, a last-minute decision. Yeah. It, it, so, so last minute, I only found out the day after. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, we should uh, talk about the ratings. Congratulations to the ABC, which won the night, which is fantastic news. Anthony Green and the ABC team. Yep. Uh, which they were, av- they were actually advertising. Sorry, Anthony, Anthony. They were actually advertising that in, uh, in the press advertising. Who do you trust to call the election properly and first? And a big picture of Anthony Green. No, uh, no Tony Jones. No Kerry O'Brien. That was great. He's, he is the star of election night. Everyone yep. knows that. And yep. uh, and he didn't disappoint this year. I have to say. Now, so uh, so they got to uh, they were got about thirty for uh, the ABC. Channel Seven had uh, just under a million viewers and got about a twenty-five percent score, and Channel Nine got about twenty-one percent, yeah. more or less. <coughs> the uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I've got the the figures here. Channel Nine got seven hundred sixty-three thousand. Mm-hmm. 
the Empire Strikes Back on Channel Ten got eight hundred twenty nine thousand. Yeah. So I, I so I, that's a that's a that's a five percent swing to Channel Ten. <laughs> I, I was saying before that Channel Nine got wedged. I, I really think they had trouble because Channel Seven positioned themselves as the oh we're the alternative, we're the wacky, you know, we're the news without all the boring bits on the election night. Except from everything that I've read, it had the boring. Well, bits. it was exactly the it same. Was, it was, but clever marketing nonetheless. Yeah, great, great marketing. Whereas I think if people were serious. They went to ABC, mm. which kind of left nowhere for Channel 9. Which is the problem that we foretold on this show uh, mm. last week or, or the week before. It's, yeah. It was always going to be a problem for Channel 9, mm. and I think Channel 9 probably handled it badly. Yes. Uh, well, they did have the worst graphics as well, I have the, to say. They the, did. the big white banner across the top of, yeah. and the bottom of the screen, that was that was offensive to look at. It was very, and, and very confusing. Uh, they also... They tried to have fun with it as well, which just didn't work. The going through the shredder. Now, for that was anyone, awful. For anyone who hadn't seen this, they had pictures of uh, of sitting members whose seats were lost, and those pictures would go into uh, a shredder that was at the bottom of the screen, and they would make shredder noises. What? <laughs> I mean, really? This is uh, this is we heart television kind of stuff. This is. <laughs> It, it, this is trying to match Channel 7, it, surely. It is, it is trying to match Channel 7, and they shouldn't have. When you're sitting there and you've got Ray Martin, who who you're trying to you know, still have people convinced that, that he should be a respected journalist because you're going to want him slash on... Slash performer. Slash performer. <laughs> uh, and, and you've got Laurie Oakes, who, who is still, you know, if not the greatest uh, TV political journalist, yeah. one of the two... Yeah. Greatest TV political if he was on ABC, around. that would that would have just been fantastic. That, that would have have him on the ABC killed. when when you have the All Stars election. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you just have the ABC team plus Laurie. It'll be fantastic. And uh, and but but that's it's wasted having him sitting there next to the shredder. Yeah, like that, why do that? Why yeah. you, you can't you can't sit? There's there's an old Yiddish saying uh, that says you, you can't sit with one ass at two weddings. Right, <laughs> and that's and that's what uh, th- that is really what Channel Nine were trying to do. Me- meanwhile, over on Channel Seven, I think uh, Koshi and and Andrew O'Keefe just uh, no deal <laughs> just looked out of their depth. They they shouldn't have been there. Apparently, uh, all night Koshi got everybody wrong. Whenever he went to the live cross, he'd say, "Oh, we're going now to the Rudd Party headquarters," and whoever was at the live cross would say, "Ah, oh, no, I'm uh, I'm actually here at the Howard headquarters." Like he was just. He was uh, he was just getting it backwards. Like the whole he's time. never done live television before. Yeah, but it was also really. I mean, we're not ones to talk, but these guys on Channel Seven were talking over each other mm. constantly. It was like none of them had ever done television before. The sound people, I don't know what was going on, but the sound was just kind of. It sounded really tinny. Was anybody whacking any microphones? No, no one, no, no, because the prime minister. Was- <laughs> He was busy. Uh, but former the, Prime Minister. So, well, no. there's former no. Prime Minister and there's Prime Minister-elect and there's no Prime Minister yet. Mm. It's, it's a weird limbo period we're in. Uh, the Prime Minister at the time, Brett, was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> uh, the, uh, but but the, the noise was really tinny, whereas the other net, nine in the ABC got the sound just right. And obviously, it's, well, it's well, going to be... Well, the ABC did have a lot of problems with noise from the crowd behind. They had problems with no- noise from but the crowd behind, but they didn't have the... Mm, I don't think they were too pleased with it. I think they were having trouble 
but they didn't they have trouble hearing and but talking. they didn't have the tinny sound no, no, that no. you get from broadcasting from a shed <laughs> which channel 7 did have that problem and so it's like they didn't really even do any proper technical prep for it yeah yeah. Uh, just really messy coverage. I think uh, I think the one thing Channel 7 really did have going for it was that they had Joe Hockey, and he was so devastated by the result. He was, that, he that was that made, sweaty and angry. <laughs> but but that made for good television all on its own. I think uh, I think having him, he he turned out to be a great a great asset for them. He he was the one who was who seemed to be losing it most out of all, all the liberals, and he seemed genuinely upset. Yeah. about the whole result. Uh, whereas uh, Kennet Kennet was. Kind of just very nonchalant about the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, Peter Beatty, Peter Beatty just wanted to put on boxing gloves and fight Kenneth <laughs> the whole time. And they had these, and, and their whole they concept had the Tower of, of Power too. What the hell was I that? I didn't thing? see the Tower of Power. Oh well, it was it's like an ad for the mint coming out. <laughs> no, it was it was it was a it was kind of like a graphic representation of who was winning most of the seats. Uh, and they, I don't know if they used other towers, but they used Melbourne's Eureka Tower at one point, and they kind of had the Liberal and Labor seats going up on each side, and and like uh, you know the observation deck at the seventy sixth floor or yeah. whatever was the seventy six seats that you needed to have power. So, what? So they'd animate that when they crossed to that. Oh, that is freaking. They'd animate. Oh, look! Oh, look! Labor's over the 76, which is completely superfluous because they've got Labor has won 88 seats and written all over their screen, which uh, hasn't even been called yet by the Electoral Commission, but that's, this was about 10.30 on a How Saturday night. How many seats did they say? 88 seats. 88 yeah. seats, they were saying. And the, and the thing is, Channel 7's coverage, it really seemed like they had, they'd farmed out the, the concepts to seven different groups. You know, when you're in school and you're all supposed to come up with an idea and then you come together for a presentation and you've all kind of taken the idea a little bit differently and it's just disastrous. So they've sent off all these different groups saying, well, we want it to be fun. And uh, and they've come back with things like the Tower of Power. Mm. And then another team's come back and they've got the, the dancing uh, Kevin Rudd and uh, and John Howard. Every time they announce a, a seat has been won, that these uh, these guys cartwheel across the script. Did you not see that? <laughs> no. They, uh, they, they would cartwheel these tiny little kind of Mr. Sheen-sized, uh, almost yep. Mr. Sheens, uh, <laughs> would, uh, would cartwheel across and go, yippee, 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 as they, uh, <laughs> as they went across the screen. This is very serious. It, it, and this is ridiculous. It, it really is. But that's that's exactly what it was like. They they sent it out to... Di- okay, kids, come up with the ideas you have, and we'll just put them all together. Everyone yeah. will put on a show. It'll be lovely. Yeah. And I think... It's uh, the fifth graders didn't have a bit of a go at putting something together. And I think that the... Uh, it, it, this was the first election we've had here that really kind of had a bit of that feeling of the 2000 US presidential election where I think the fact that Channel 9 knew that Channel 7 were doing it for the first time, when it's just Channel 9 competing against the ABC, I I don't think they worry too much. But knowing that Channel 7 was there, I think everybody was very eager to call seats very early. I heard heard somebody say that uh, uh, Turnbull was put through the shredder on Channel 9 very early. Really? Uh, He was one of the few candidates that actually had an increase. Yeah, and uh, I I just think... uh, you know that obviously that led to huge problems in the U.S. election with you know Bush saying that he won and and Al Gore conceding and then ringing back and saying, well, I don't concede anymore. I think kind of that that pressure and that desire to call the seats first and to to look like you've got the most up to date coverage, I think really creates a problem. Yeah, let's go on to the uh, ABC's coverage. 
Oh, ABC was good except for the noise behind. Well, they had the noise behind, but they also had problems with their graphics. They did. <laughs> they had uh, it, it. It was like they they put all their graphics on on a Pentium Four laptop and took it out to uh, t- to Canberra, and then the laptop kind of died halfway through because they they I were wish struggling. It had died completely though, because I wouldn't like to have seen uh, Anthony hand drawing the graphs because because he, he would have done it too. Oh yeah, yeah, he, he totally would have done it. <laughs> and they didn't uh, get any blue screens to death. Uh, no, no, no. Blue the most <laughs> but, it, but it came, it came very close. Like the whatever machine it was on, definitely crashed for for a bit, and then towards the end of the night, it was just working so slowly. It was, it was trying to do yeah. a rundown, and, and, just, uh, it it was, and this graphic should come up soon. It was probably a Mac. And then, oh, <laughs> Brett! Ooh. Oh, Ooh. why start that Ooh. now? Why Ooh. start that now? Zing. But, <laughs> but Anthony Green, the the consummate professional, struggled on with it. And uh, and and also, because uh, he takes it so seriously, was getting really really angry when he would announce a, a seat, or particularly when he would give an announcement about Benelong, and the crowd behind him would would go crazy. Yep. And uh, and you know he would come back with, well, it's still too soon to to say yeah, anything yeah. De- definitive <laughs> about that one. And yeah. Yeah, he did have a great quote towards the end of the night when they were going, he was calling the card and going through all the different electorates and uh, and he made a mistake and said, oh, my brain and my mouth get tired at this time of night. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kerry O'Brien, of course, had that great gaffe about saying that... Uh, the ABC, that the ABC were, <laughs> were heading towards victory. <laughs> that was excellent. <laughs> which, uh, which, was, uh, which was fantastic. And prophetic. Itself. Because they, they did, they, they won. <laughs> all in all, I thought it was a, it was a great night of entertainment. Uh, Sky's coverage was what Channel 9's coverage should have been. Okay. Uh, it was it was serious. It was straightforward, and uh, you know they uh, they had Bob Hawke on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were trying to to be I mean, the whole lead up to the election. They were they were telling themselves as the election channel, mm-hmm. and uh, and they were taking it very seriously. It was uh, it was good. I mean, back at the uh, the the start of of this latest Iraq war, I was watching uh, Sky News almost exclusively for, for coverage. And that was when I kind of realised they are a really good news service. Yep. Uh, and uh, and they do have, have what it takes. I think uh, Channel 9 could definitely lose, learn some lessons from mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I was very... Uh, this isn't quite television, but I was very disappointed for the Howard fans. I, I thought it was very mean that they were at the Howard party when they were waiting for him to come and they were showing Maxine McHugh up on their big screens. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like that's that's just horrible. <laughs> like just uh, just rubbing their faces in it. So, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, right. but, but they were at the wrong party. Clearly, <laughs> it, it, it was. It was and, and that tool that was in the audience while Howard was oh. trying to make the concession speech. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We that's, love you, John. Johnny, we love you, Johnny. Mm. But uh, it was a great night of election coverage. Hi, it's Pete Smith. They're not really naughty boys. They're just box cutters going about their business. We're back with the last ever for this year. <laughs> last of the four. The last, the last of for the uh, four. a couple of months before it starts, before it starts again. again. Mm. Well, now, providing it does ever start again. Were there, again, more, maybe were there be more, more shows this year than last year? I, I think we, we covered... We covered just about everything this year, yeah. and and I think last we year didn't, we didn't cover Viva Lachlan, but that's because it was axed after it was two axed. episodes. And I think that happened more often with shows last year. I think we missed maybe a half dozen because usually it's a lot more brutal. But with the writers' strike impending, they 
kind of whatever they had, they had to stick with. Well, with that, let's talk about Women's Murder Club. Mm-hmm. The, the two shows we're talking about, Women's Murder Club and Samantha Who. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Women's no, Murder Club. Samantha Who? Samantha Who. No, Samantha, Samantha Why. Who? Well, let's get, <laughs> let's get on to that later. Uh, Women's Murder Club is uh, primarily about uh, a female detective. She's a, a homicide detective and uh, she has uh, part, of, part of her detecting team uh, is uh, an assistant district attorney uh, and a coroner or, or a, an, an ME or a medical examiner. Yep. Uh, and uh, I call this Women's Murder Club of the Travelling Pants. Mm-hmm. And there's another one. And there, well, there is another one. She's not part of the. She's not part of the team. But she's the no, one who always is. refers to she, it as a club. She always refers to it as a club. She is a journalist who has how been many, put onto the crime beat. How oh, many episodes oh, 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 did you guys watch? Uh, I've watched two episodes. At the end of the third episode, she gets to join the club. Yes, yeah. yes, I, I've seen that, of course, because I've seen three episodes. Yeah, so what? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't make it a good show. And they, they acknowledge that, yes, it's a club. Ah, they, they the do club. acknowledge that it's a club, do they? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. It's, uh, it, it really is Women's Murder Club with the Travelling Pants. It because is. They, while they're solving murders, they're also talking about their relationship troubles. And, well, uh, they solve murders and they solve their man troubles. Ah, Ah, uh, nice. I'll buy that. I'll buy that series. How much is it? Uh, it's uh, one of the 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 main detective. Her ex husband has just been made her boss. Yep. So there's all kinds of tension there. Uh, the uh, the district attorney has a great loving doctor boyfriend, but she's also sleeping with the uh, the public the, prosecutor, uh, the opposing counsel. Once. No. Once that we've seen, but previously. she's admitted to previously having done that as well. Yeah, yeah but before they were together. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, and she's moving in with the uh, doctor boyfriend in in a very believable scene, you know, involving you know everything being swept off the desk and uh, yeah. not being able to resist each other's and kind of kind of in the wrong order. She said, "What are you doing in my office?" And yeah. he swept the desk off. <laughs> yeah, and then kissed it. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah. The, with, the which is, I'm, I'm guessing most district attorneys for. would. Uh, we, what the hell did you do to pick all of that up? The, the, the who's, thing who's is, played by Kyle Sakor, uh, Bayless from Homicide Life on the Streets, and yes. uh, the president's husband in uh, Commander in Chief. Okay. And, uh, uh, what else uh, have we seen him in recently? Uh, yes, I, I think there was one. I other. don't know, but he looks like a guy from LA Law. But you're right. He, he was he was in Homicide Life on the Streets, and. Uh, uh, and he's he's a good actor, and they've got good actors and in this the, show. The, her ex, the detective's ex-husband, who's now the boss, he looked really familiar to me, and I couldn't figure out who he was from. And the the best I can figure is that he was in Melrose Place. Yeah, probably Rob Estes. Rob Estes. Uh, the uh, the uh, woman who plays the assistant DA was in Dead Like Me. She played Daisy Adair in, in Dead Like Me. Oh. Uh, they've they've got a, a pretty good cast around this. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately. It's not a great show. It's got it's, it's got logic flaws. It's yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it's fairly like, it's fairly by the numbers. Why is the assistant DA so hands on with all of these well, murder is, cases that come this, up? And, and she's and, in a club, and and she's she's, in a club. she's she's getting attacked by her boss. Uh, the the yeah for for not solving the crime yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's all. That's all a little bit different. And, and, the, uh, and how can one pair of pants fit? All four of them. <laughs> it's their magical. In, in the first, uh, in the first murder that they're investigating, you know, there's kind of pointless plot, plot twists. There's, there's, you know, plot twist before every ad break. In oh. the first one, 
she was thrown off the roof. Oh, that's very exciting. Then you find out uh, before the first or second ad break, no, wait a minute, she, she was, was shot, shot first. <laughs> <laughs> so someone still killed her. <laughs> Just solve it, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> it's not going to change the whole story around, oh, she was shot and then thrown off the building. Uh, and it's, oh, there was, there was something else that I wanted to talk about as well. And oh, the overarching story. Of the Kiss Me Not Killer, mm, which yes. is that's the best name they could come up with. It's the Kiss Me Not Killer, who is a killer who sews his victims' lips together uh, after or before or some, at some point. At some point, it's still developing. But, but that's in, why he's called the Kiss Me Not Killer. Yeah, in one of the worst pieces of exposition ever, because at one point they're talking about how oh. her boss is her ex-husband, <laughs> and then suddenly she's talking about, well, we had to split up. I was so obsessed with the Kiss Me Not Killer. Thank God he disappeared, never to be heard of again. <laughs> and then. And then at the end of at the end of that episode, she's called into uh, she, she's called into to uh, a homicide scene, and uh, and Daisy Adair, the, the assist, assistant DA, uh, says he's back, and it's not enough just to say he's back. Then she says, "The kiss me not killer." <laughs> so you know it's it's pretty weak and, and probably wouldn't have lasted as long as it has. She's um oh see I don't know it's it's very by the numbers. But I, I is very. But then again, it, it probably it fills it fills a hole left by uh, judging Amy and and yeah. Gilmore Girls. Yeah, we should we should also say we we're, we're definitely not the target for this. No, uh, and and I I did quite enjoy it. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 Are you going to keep watching it, Brett? Um, no, I don't think I'll download it. Okay. Com- compared, if it's I on think the it's co- I think it's coming on free to air soon. I, I, th- I think, think it was Channel Seven have it. Some, I think oh, somebody may have it. Somebody was going to show it over summer. I thought so. It should be coming soon. Uh, and also, I forgot to say before that the homicide That's detective. That's on Channel Ten. Channel Ten. Okay. Yep. The homicide detective. She's very. I mean, she's good looking and whatever, but. Not very believable as a detective chasing down criminals. No, <laughs> whenever she runs, no, but she, she runs would, very heels. She, she runs very daintily, and they have to edit together. You know, her taking her last few steps rather than actually a period of her running because. Not but well, see what they did in the third episode was uh, she she was following her. her uh, I'm too old for this shit partner. Yep, um, who <laughs> just run him down, but she had the gun out on, oh, right. on the baddie. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the uh, she would, however, make a great like if they were to make a telly movie of the young Murphy Brown. Oh, yeah, she yeah. would make a great young Murphy Brown. Yeah, she'd be good. Yeah. That's the best I thing I can. That is the best thing I can say about this show. But they, they are very much hedging their bets. They've got they've got the cop procedural. They've got lawyers and doctors. Yep. Yeah. Um, all in the one. Yeah. Yeah. And reporters. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, but, reporters aren't so. so but it's um, uh, but it's based on a book by James Patterson. Yeah, who's a, a very popular crime writer. Mm. And uh, and for when, the ladies. And when they're well, wearing and when they're wearing the pants, they things just go their way. It's fantastic. Speaking of series that are by a uh, a well known or fairly successful author, Cecilia Ahern co created Samantha Who. Cecilia Ahern is a uh, a quite popular chick lit author, especially in the UK. Uh, very popular in the UK. She is and only, she's got a famous father too, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, her her father is the Prime Minister of Ireland. Uh, Cecilia is only about eight years old, 
And <laughs> no, I think I think I, I interviewed her live on stage a, a couple of years ago. Uh, so, so when she was like five, so when she was six. like five, so and I think she was maybe twenty two then. So she's okay. still she's still in her in her early to mid twenties, mm-hmm. uh, and has had three or four successful no- novels published. Very much chick lit. I, I would even go as far as to say they're they're being lauded as, as chick lit, but they're really kind of Judy Bloom teen fiction style style mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good, very entertaining, very very emotional. Uh, always. Uh, about women going through their their emotional troubles and and trying to to get through to the other side. Mm-hmm. Samantha Who stars Christina Applegate and is about a, stars and produced by. and produced by co-produced mm. Cecilia Hearn also co-produces. Mm. Uh, uh, st- so stars Christina Applegate and is about a woman who uh, is uh, knocked unconscious, concussed. And wakes up with amnesia, cannot remember anything about her life. And the more she finds out about her life, the more she realizes that she was a complete bitch. And uh, but my, doesn't amnesia look fun? Oh yeah, oh it yeah, it looks like a blast. Oh, oh it's it's one of you know what? You have amnesia, you get out of the hospital, you go back to work the next day. Yeah, yeah, it's that it's that easy. Yeah, uh, no, you you actually accidentally stumble into your office and yeah. then get told, oh, this is where <laughs> this you is work. where you work, yeah. and you're a vice president of a of a large in uh, commercial property law firm. And it's mm. it's very easy. I mean, it's a sitcom. We have to say that it's a, it's a half hour sitcom. Uh, was it's, it a, a laugher? It, it, I can't remember. I, no, I watched it quite no, a few it wasn't. Not a laugher. No, it wasn't. Uh, it's very wacky. It's it's very on the wacky side of sitcoms. But it, it's also an- another one of these that uh, it's not a laugher, but was clearly designed to be a three-camera sitcom. There there are some definite sets. They've got the, the parents' house set. They've got the work set. And the boyfriend's. And, and the boyfriend's flat. And the boyfriend, uh, Brian, from What About Brian? Yeah. Yeah. yeah who is, Barry uh, Watson. So his his career is going through Being the less pathetic, <laughs> fantastic, uh, fantastic work for him. I, I think uh, I think for me the biggest problem with this series is it relies on uh, Christina Applegate's ability at physical comedy, and Which she's never not been really great. that adept at physical comedy. I mean, it's all about how she laughs and how she cries and how she falls over and. It is very physical comedy, and she's just really not that convincing. Something that Jennifer Aniston was very good at in Friends. She and had the, she, there was this weird thing where she had the man, mannerisms of Jennifer Aniston. Well, because it's, it's the same kind of character, mm. uh, and uh, you know, it's but, it's but possibly even more, more so, more extreme, more extreme, but and, definitely similarities. Yeah, uh, and and Jennifer Aniston could pull it off, and I, I wouldn't have thought that she would be able to mm. and uh, and Christina Applegate can't Christina mm. Applegate's very good at uh, at either playing it straight or or playing it really subtly mm. uh, like in Married with Children and the uh, <laughs> uh, and, and this is this is a, a problem for the show that being said I didn't hate it I didn't hate it I thought it was uh, I thought it was alright it was I think that there's I don't think it's any worse than Two and a Half Men of mm-hmm. course James might Say I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's any, any worse than one of those shows. And, and in fact, I think it's it's kind of along the same lines. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I, I I found it a little grating. Uh, that that kind of over the top humor. I'm I'm not one for sitcoms generally yeah. ever, anyway, but that kind of slightly over the top humor. Every, everybody's yeah, and everybody's a bit wacky and a and bit the mother, kind of who was uh, in designing women. 
Yeah. Jean it, Smart. It's all just... It, it Jean was, Smart was, it was also... A bit much for me. She was also in uh, in 24. She played uh, one of the president's wives. Oh, that's where I know her from. I, was, yeah, I just kept looking at her going, 24. who the hell is it? Yeah, yeah. She which, played, which shows how much I was focused on this. <laughs> she, she played a, a great crazy first lady. Yeah, yeah. So um, so a quick, a quick wrap of all the four shows. Is there any that you're still watching? I'm still watching Chuck. Mm-hmm. I'm still watching Pushing Daisies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Every now and then, every now and then, a, a reaper. If I've got a mm-hmm. spare time on my hands, but mm-hmm. but mostly Chuck and Pushing Daisies, I, I watch every mm-hmm. week. But there was nothing as good as say uh, a Heroes or a Friday Night Lights or anything like that from last year. Oh no, no. Mm-hmm. But but Chuck is for me. Chuck is the is the peak of the bunch. Okay, okay. Brett and uh, Bionic Woman's on the telly, so and it's <laughs> it's on after Ghost Whisperer. So I'm watching that one. <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs> they, they did have a problem with their fast tracking this week uh, because there wasn't an episode in the states. Ah, right. Um, so they they actually showed an out of order Ghost Whisperer. So they they had this reveal to the friend Doesn't that count. she Brett, sees ghosts. Brett, continue and then on the with second the, episode. Continue on with <laughs> the, the theme of what we were talking about. The friend didn't know. Oh, it was terrible. terrible. Bionic woman and what else? Um, well, I haven't had actually had uh, much time. But well, because you're watching all those third, watching. watching all those third episodes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, True. what do you think you would keep watching? Because there was a few that as we went on. Um, yes, pushing daisies. Quite like Chuck. I still haven't had a chance to have a look at any of Reaper, but if it's like Chuck, then I'll. Keep watching that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not as good as Chuck, but does it? You know, if Ray Wise was in Chuck, mm. it'd be a fantastic show. All Stars again, like like the All Stars yeah, yeah, yeah. coverage. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I really pushing daisies. I haven't had t- chance really to watch anything other than my regular television. And Big Bang Theory. I might you might keep, keep going on. with. Yep. That that's coming on free to air very soon. Yes. I think Channel Nine is starting that very soon. Uh, oh well, that'll be ten thirty Thursdays. But no, it'll uh, be uh, in a double with two and a half men. <laughs> I, I I would I maybe will keep watching Pushing Daisies, but I'd have to see how it goes after the second episode. I've only watched two of those, but that's it for me. Nothing else I'd bother with. Yeah, you you had a lot of hate this fall season. I did. I did. I really think it's been a disappointing fall season, which is um which is a real pity. Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible. I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this oh, show. God. Very quick couple of crap TVs. Uh, I didn't actually watch this because I'm not a particular netball fan, but uh, a big congratulations to ABC for showing the uh, Netball World Championships on a delayed telecast and premiering the grand final right after a news break, which revealed who won the grand final. And this is this this is even worse than that, Ross, because the rest of the World Cup they were showing live. Mm. And they didn't show the final live. No, for for like a, a movie from the thirties or yeah. something. Very and very bad. Why why very not show form. it twice? Why not show it once live and once as a delayed telecast? Yeah. If, if you're not putting anything else in that time anyway. Yeah, yeah, that uh, seems very bad to me. Uh, but of particular interest, on tonight, Monday night, uh, on the air as we speak, Channel Nine are showing Christmas with the Cranks. It's November. Put with a voiceover this holiday season if it's not enough that we have to put up with goddamn christmas decorations christmas carols in shopping centers buskers news stories badly lit houses people like me complaining that christmas shouldn't start in november we don't have to put up with bloody bad christmas tv movies i mean this should be on christmas eve period oh you know what that's it no 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 have it on 
you can have it on in the week leading up to Christmas. If you want to put it on a fr- the Friday night before Christmas, if you know, in that time when people are starting to once school holidays start, that's exactly like, right. Once there's, school holidays start, three and a half weeks of school left, and they're saying this holiday season, like for God's sake, it's, that's it. It's, and it's kids and kids terrible. now across the country are going right. Well, it's it's almost Christmas. I might as well slack off now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, don't do it. Kids. You know what it is. Though. Keep hard at the books. Channel nine. They've got nothing. That, that yeah, that is old Mother Hubbard, uh, old Mother Hubbard channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah that is going to be hard for them. Got your postman. I have a letter. Did you read it? You're a godsend. Savior. No, I'm, I'm just postman. The postman. The postman. The postman. Oh yeah, and uh, and we'll also have letters to box cutters coming up later <laughs> on in the show. <laughs> Zing! Uh, just a quick uh, follow up. Uh, we got an email during the week from uh, our friend Mark Edwards at Ice TV, mm-hmm. and he wanted to just let us know that almost all standard definition set top box set top boxes will not receive and downscale a high definition signal in his experience. So channel 10 HD and channel 7 HD will be exclusively for those who have high def set top boxes. It's all eight of you. Uh, all, um, but all high def set top boxes will downscale to standard definition. So if you've got a high te- uh, a high def set top box, but not a high def TV, you will be able to watch you will be able to watch Channel 10. And that is the most comprehensive answer I've heard to that question. Yes. He also wanted to let us know that uh, Ice TV have an iWatchThis website, which is iWatchThis.com.au. It's kind of an alternative rating system. It is. It is. And and he points out that they uh, have a much larger sample size than Oz 10. Ah, really? So uh, uh, this week the current top 10 was House, Heroes, Chaser, Damages, Life, Prison Break, Cold Case Librarians, Criminal Minds, Ghost Whisperer. So my understanding is this is all this is what people are requesting. This uh, is their Ice TV box to download for them. Well, yeah, I think I think what you can do rather than the, the Ice TV box, them. Them, yeah. rather than the Ice TV box you know, spying on you as, as people are so scared of. Mm. Oh no, they're gonna know that I watch Days of Our Lives. Ghost uh, Whisperer. The, uh, the I think uh, what happens is you have to uh, you have to opt in to. Uh, to I watch this, and mm-hmm. you can also you can also set up your uh, Ice TV box to record from the website. So you can you can go through on the website and say uh, record this, record this, record this, and that information will then go into uh, the uh, the the Ice TV I watch this yep. database. Yep, and uh, they've got uh, stats there for what's popular today, what's popular this week, what's popular this month, what's popular, what's been the most popular this year. So I think uh, I think we as box cutters definitely will use that next year. Uh, the ratings season's almost over. I think this week's the last week of ratings, or next week is the last week of ratings. So yep. uh, it's almost over. So we might use that next year. But uh, it's interesting to have a look at if you're interested. Yeah, great. Okay, question three. Which yeah, canal? All these going to be about war. No, I got loads of. I got one on tennis. One on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? The answer to last week's quiz question was well. The question was, what is the count's full name on Sesame Street? Yes. And the answer was Ross. Count Dracula. No. no. <laughs> Oh, no? No, no, Count Duckula. Count Duckula. How good it. was that show? <laughs> that, was, that was, was pretty Duckula? good. Uh, no, the, 
Count's full name actually was Count Von Count. And we did have uh, we did have one uh, one uh, entrant write in and say that uh, the Count also had a girlfriend, a new girlfriend, who's uh, Darling Von Darling, but Darling Von Darling, and uh, they sing Number of the Day together. Well, actually, technically, the Count sings Number of the Day until uh, Darling Von Darling shouts out "Stop!" <laughs> and then what happens? Uh, everybody in the restaurant kind of goes, oh, and people drop plates and stuff. And, oh, then, they, and then they sing a sped up version of Number of the Day. Congratulations. Hey, hey, hey. Is that like the same tune as Number of the Beast, the Iron Maiden? Oh, I'm not that. Sex, sex, sex. The Number of the Beast. Congratulations to Troy Arrow, who won this week's Box Cutters quiz. That name rings a bell. Yes, he had a letter to Box Cutters last week saying how angry he was that there was no quiz. Oh, really? And this week, actually, in his entry, said, right, if I win this week, it's definitely rigged. Uh, and actually, it wasn't. Oh, really? So, so there you go. Complain about the quiz, and increase <laughs> <laughs> you your quiz chances of winning. <laughs> that's that's so, no. Had a had, had a great randomizer helping me uh, helping me get the quiz winners this week. Uh, thanks also to uh, Peter the randomizer. Uh, he's uh, he's he's done me a great service this week. Uh, this week's question is: a, a few weeks ago, we mentioned Danger Mouse on the show. Ah, uh, yes. Danger Mouse, Danger, had a, Mouse. Danger Mouse had a sidekick. Mm. What was Danger Mouse's sidekick's name? Uh. Email us by 4pm next Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's Australian Eastern Summertime. 4pm Australian Eastern Summertime. Email your answer to hooray at boxcutters.net. And we did get one entry bang on. Bang on for deadline o'clock. today. Yes. Really? Yep. Wow. Yes. Uh, so yes, we, and we do accept all entries up until, up until and including four o'clock. If it had said sixteen oh one, no, no chance. But up to and including four o'clock. Well done. Uh, who is? I almost said the answer. Who is Danger <laughs> Mouse's sidekick? Hooray at boxcutters.net. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod, cast, done. Pork is on the table. And that brings us to the end of, well, pretty much, it's pork. It's pork time. Uh, I forgot to mention Crumpler at all in that whole quiz segment. Crumpler oh, are thanks, our giveaway Crumpler. sponsors. And, uh, Troy, you'll be getting a Crumpler thing uh, somehow. You can pick it up from Triple R if you're in Melbourne or uh, we'll organise somewhere. Josh will, be in touch. Josh will be in touch. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh, but uh, it's not the end of the show at all because... Uh, 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 Brett has some uh, Channel 9 pork that he <laughs> that he couldn't quite cram into his Channel 9 news segment. <laughs> Eddie Maguire is uh, turning tail on the uh, Sydney city and coming back to uh, the best town in Australia, Melbourne, after a, a troubled 18 months in the harbour city, particularly with the media up there. Um, he pulled his kids out of school early. They all said goodbye. And uh, they're coming back down here. I, I, hey, I, I, I think you're Saints, right. I think that was barely pork. It was, it was barely pork. Do you want to tell us if somebody caught a bus today? <laughs> I did. I caught a bus today. Really? Really? Yeah. Uh, All Saints, In late-breaking pork, <laughs> Josh caught a bus today. I mentioned All Saints earlier in the show, and, and this is it is true. I think every season 
of All Saints that I've watched, which is three or four now, has ended in some kind of siege situation. Somebody with a gun, somebody's going to get shot, some horrible... I mean, and the security in this hospital is the worst I have <laughs> I, I, ever seen. Only, only towards the end of the year. <laughs> only towards the end of the year. The rest of the time, it's fine. And the thing is, at the start of this season, uh, and at the, at the, definitely the start of, of last season, uh, after they had the whole uh, security breach and, and, uh, and siege situation, they had really tight security... <laughs> <laughs> that, that has just somehow gotten really, really lax. And people can walk in and out of the ED whenever they want now. See me and shout, where's my son? Show me my son. It's like, well, hang on. Last week, no one could get in or out without a security card. People had to be buzzed out of the ED. And now, just crazy people can come in wondering where their son is. Uh, that hospital gets really, really lax. <laughs> mm. Hey, yeah, uh, the TV event of the year was on last night. Uh, yeah, who the won bo- Australian Idol? The Australian Idol? Yeah. One, one of the people singing. Uh, it was the girl. Natalie, I think her name is. Okay. Was something. You guys are excited about that. Australian Idol rated the worst, like last night's Australian Idol, Sunday nights, 1.4 million people compared to last year's Which final. Which just slightly down on what Rogue normally gets, isn't it? Is, uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it was last year's Australian Idol final was 2.1 million. So that's, well, that's imagine, a third. Can you imagine the production costs that go into a three-hour live and it was It was beset cast. upon by technical problems yeah. from, from, from the, the Opera Sydney House. Opera House, like... I mean, it's just—it's not worth it. I, I wouldn't—I wouldn't have thought so. But the Divinals just dropped out, and Channel Ten went to a commercial, uh, came back, and there was some talking in the background for a couple of minutes. They couldn't get anybody on screen, and went to another commercial. <laughs> <laughs> See, that sounds like riveting television. And you wonder why we weren't watching it. Uh, I know. That brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode one hundred and twelve. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. You got uh, some more pop. Um, he's always got more port. <laughs> his list, when we get to the list show at the end of the year, Brett's list is just going to be all the pork you get to lists. say. Don't do lists. Um, there was something, but I can't think of it. So his but, ordered um, content is just going to be all the pork you didn't get to say. Brings it to the if end you're of in Box Melbourne, uh, the Rainbow Hotel's shutting down this week. Uh, the, and you'll be aware, if you're an early downloader, that uh, it was a little bit delayed tonight because I'll be at Paul Williamson for his last gig after 16 years at the Rainbow Hotel in Fitzroy. That's barely pork as well. Brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode. <laughs> but there's some great gigs down there. 112. I want to say thanks very much to Crumpler, our giveaway sponsors. They make bags and pouches and bean bags and things. You can check them out on the net at crumpler.com.au. Or click click or, on the link on the uh, Box can, Cutters site. you can look down at your little Crumpler, whatever it is that we've given you. If, if, because, you've, if you've won. Yeah. A lot of our listeners are, I have won now. Uh, and also thanks very much to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. They are great to us. You can check them out on the web as well at rrr.org.au. If you want to email us, hooray at boxcutters.net. Or click on the thingy. Or click on the thingy on the left over there. Mm-hmm. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Hey, hey, Ross McQueen. I continue to be <laughs> Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Boxcutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. <laughs>